Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. My name, of course, is Randy. I am joined by my colleague, Mr. Tron Carter. TC, how are we doing today? Randy, we're good. We're good. It's it's election day down here. Uh, it, it, uh, everywhere. I, uh, everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's true. Big day for your, for your guy, Daddy D. Down here, I'm, uh, I'm I'm hawking those Florida election uh, results. You're yeah. absolutely right. And uh, and you know we've got a, a storm rolling in as well. We have a a subtropical storm Oof. Uh, that Lou's been trying to warn us about for for days now. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be spicy here. It's like a I love it. mix of like a hurricane and a nor and a, a nor'easter <laughs> put together, kind of like last year's <laughs> NIT. Speaking of NIT, got to play around the golf with Mr. Lou Turner. Such a great dude. We will debrief that. Uh, before we get there, though, let me thank one of our sponsors right off the top. That is our good friends at Whoop. Today's episode is brought to you by Whoop, the personalized digital fitness and health coach and official fitness wearable of the PGA and LPGA tours. Monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback with Whoop. Train smarter, recover faster, sleep better, and now feel healthier with Whoop and their all-new Whoop 4.0, the latest, most advanced fitness wearable on the market. The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter, and designed with new biometric tracking, including skin temperature, blood oxygen, and more. The device also features a smart alarm designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Plus TC, it was designed with their Anywhere technology so you can wear it with their Whoop body sensor enhanced technical garments. Listeners, the all-new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. And for any current members, if you have six months left of membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get the 4.0 for free. On top of all this, right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code NLU15 at checkout. So go to whoopwhoop.com, enter NLU15 at checkout, to save 15%. We thank them very much for being a Trap Draw sponsor. And TC, uh, another another chop session for you and I. You know, I think it's it's the time of year where there's just a lot going on. So we, we both felt comfortable. We just got to keep rolling. A lot of stuff we're monitoring. Uh, we got some pet peeves. We want to get off our chest. Some stuff we're listening, watching, reading, cooking, etc., but let's start with a, a little bit of housekeeping. You mentioned the NIT. What a great weekend it was in Jack's. We finally got some wonderful weather for the third annual NIT. Huge shout out to the champion, big Randier out of Orlando, Florida, a worthy champion. And a, and a fellow pipe dream uh, aficionado like ourselves, the, uh, the uh, famous or infamous canceled show on Golf Channel featuring Mark Burke, who had the the butteriest wedge game on the planet? Oh my God! Uh, you know, and and he lived in in uh, some cement pipes for a time out in Palm Springs, and was was trying to make a go of it in professional golf. So it was a it was a great great series. I always enjoyed that one. Always enjoyed it. He he 
I guess Golf Channel had a framed show poster that he snagged, and uh, that thing will be going up in the kill house. You know what? Also, Cody, our, our guy Cody, told me that he has been tracking Mark Burke, and he's he's running really? down. Yeah, he's in Puerto Rico at the moment. He's trying to like hustle golf lessons, be a golf instructor. Uh, I was asking Cody, you know, why why he's trying to run him down. He's like, because I love that show. I was like, us too. He's so I think our guy Cody's working on it. Possibly a future trap draw guest. We'll see. Wow. Also, That'd sounds be a like fun retrospective. Of it sorts. would. And and I also think Mark Burke may not be like the best. He's had some issues. Let me put it that way. I don't want to yeah. pass judgment, but uh, Randy, who are we to judge? Right. Exactly. We don't judge. This is a judgment-free zone, a, a true JFC here on the trap draw. But it was a great NIT. We had 96 people in Jack's Beach, a wonderful event. Shout out Private Collection, Miss Aaron Gregory, for putting on a wonderful event. Thank you to everybody that joined. If you're listening and have no idea what the NIT is, it's our end-of-year event for Nest, our, our Nest community members. Um, folks qualify. Folks get invited past flight winners come back it's it's just a true celebration of our community you can get involved uh at nolangup.com slash nest if you're so inclined big i think my if if whoop scores were able to be negative my whoop scores would have been negative on sunday morning (laughs) it's always yeah i know those are such fun weekends and they just exhaust me I, i got home sunday and was just completely worn out did you fly united home i did Direct. I got on the early bird home, the uh, the 740 out of Jack's. Got to say, smooth service. Got in early to Denver. No problems with bags. It was uh, it was a great experience. Had uh, had a few people fly uh, from the West Coast, fly Delta out. They had some had some bad things. You know, some uh, some health emergencies, some delays, things of that nature. So just I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, meanwhile, our buddy Poosh is at Bandon this week as well, and his his bags made it seamlessly. Said so the North Bend flight on on um, United was great, and Randy United just just upped their their status thresholds for 2024, I following just, in the footsteps of Delta. I know, I just got that email. TC, so, I um, fly to Jacksonville back. I can't get any PQPs on United. I don't know if I'm going to make platinum this year. I th- I thought I'd had it in the bag, and now they they won't give me any PQPs. Is it because the the flight's too cheap? I, it must be. I don't. I don't know what else because I figure a cross country f- flight like that, I should be. You know, it's all. I, it's all dollars. It's all yeah. just dollar. You know, oriented. So okay. Um, they're giving. You know, they're giving us uh, us Premier One Ks. I think we get a twenty five hundred PQP head start, but they've upped it to like eighteen K. So it's kind of. I don't know. I'm all for it. Less I mean, elites. Let's bring the elite. Let's make elite mean something again. Speaking of elites. Columbia. Oh my god. We've given them a lot of shit. Uh just this is just a you know, just a housekeeping item. Columbia beat Harvard 21 20 this past weekend in football. Some positive news for Neil's alma mater. I did see the basketball team got blown out 75 35 by Rutgers in their opening game, the men's basketball team. That's a big um, ask. Rutgers, Big Ten school. That's that's yeah. a tough opener. New you know, New York's Big Ten school, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there so so that you know the AD and Neil and other listeners can can rest easy knowing that we're not going to just shirk off the positive news. 
And, and I do want to say our guy Caden Bell, the, the quarterback for the Columbia Lions football team, starting to push the ball down the field a little bit more. You know, the traps are all had been had been asking for that yeah. the last couple of weeks. 190 yards on 30 attempts against Harvard. Did throw three interceptions, but maybe, you know, maybe that's that's a result of of, like I said, trying to drive the ball down the field a little bit more. And then uh, just one one piece of, of housekeeping. I don't think we had any mea culpas from last week on the trap draw, but there is a mea culpa uh, on behalf of Solly. Uh, I knew right when he said it, which <laughs> almost makes makes my uh, silence and standing by, I'm, I'm even more complicit than yeah. perhaps Solly even, where I knew and I, I chose not to say anything. Uh, Gemma, is it, is it Drybaugh? I believe it's Dryball. Dryberg, yeah, yeah. So, but I think the egregious part was it's G E M M A, and Sally said Gemma, mm. which, which is tough, just mm. tough. So it's like Jif, Gemma, you know. Well, if history has taught us anything, TC, we can't we can't stand idly by as uh, as as these bad things happen. So I appreciate you at least offering an apology and and trying to right the wrong here. Yeah. No, thank. I appreciate that, Randy. I think the trap draw stands on the on the side of good. Of course, of course. Um, all right. Well, let's go. Um, let's go a, a little catch up on what are we listening, watching, reading, cooking, etc. Would you like to start? What what's going on? Uh, what's going on in the world of TC? Yeah, we got this storm rolling in this week. I went to the store yesterday, bought a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna try to. I've got some half baked harvest. Recipes you follow half baked harvest on no, on Insta? I, I don't. I don't. It's kind of a you know, it's kind of kind of for the betches, but uh I've gotten involved a little bit and uh, some great some some great recipes on there and kind of catching up on my guy cooking with Daryl. Uh yeah. my guy is it two pieces of pecan or the, the chance chance Cosby <laughs> from out in uh uh Tulsa as well. He he's uh been following him as well. So kind of, you know, trying some new recipes here and there. Randy, I don't have anything to listen to. I got mm. I got no I got no good music right now. You got mm. anything for me? You know, I struggle to find like new music and I don't know what the best way to do that is. I, I honestly I wish I did. I've been on a little bit of a Ben Folds kick. I was actually telling DJ that in uh, at the NIT this past weekend. He's like, oh yeah, Ben Folds. He's like somebody you just like come back around to every every three years or so. So I'm in that cycle right now. I, I wish I had some hot bands for you, TC. I don't know how to discover new music. I have listened to the new Taylor Swift album. I, I was going like to say it. big. I, I, you know, I do too. It's like good background music, good mood music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've never really gotten into T-Swift before. And then there was a playlist that one of her songs was on that she actually initially wrote for uh, another band, Little Big Town, I think. Uh, that that song, Better Man, and it's like the most like if somebody wrote that song about me, I would I would mm. like I would shut it down. Yeah. Uh, so kind of got into her through that. I know I'm I know I'm a couple probably a decade or two late on this one, but never T Swift got to hand it to her. She's uh, she's putting out bangers. Yes. Uh, we, we we will discuss some T Swift stuff later in the episode too. Uh, we are keeping our eye on on something related to her. Yeah, I um, I I, I have nothing for you. Um, I read. I, I want to shout out. So I read a book. I just finished a book. 
I actually finished it on the flight down to Florida. I, I may have mentioned it here. Or maybe it was our Nest podcast. A, a book by Anthony Mara called A Vital Constellation. Or no, what is it called? A Constellation of Vital <laughs> Phenomena. It's a novel. came out, I think, 2014. It was published. TC, I got to be 100% honest with you. Teared up a couple times reading the book on the flight. Wow. Yeah, I know. Powerful Did your book. seatmate look over and like, yo, you all right, dog? <laughs> yo, is everything good? Uh, no, they didn't. I uh, I forget who I was sitting next to even. But yeah, if anybody's looking for a good read, would give that my my highest recommendation. And uh, let's see. Oh, I got a few books. So TC, I'm going, I'm going on a retreat this weekend up into the mountains. A silent retreat at a Trappist wow. monastery up outside Where at? of- uh, it's St. Benedict's Monastery up outside Aspen, Colorado. A, b- a bougie monastery. Yeah, it's a little bougie. So I've got some books to read. You know, I'm hoping the weather will be agreeable to to do some hiking, some walking about. I'm going to attend like the the monks' church services, the mass. They're going to be chanting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I have no idea if I'm actually going to like it or not, but I I will have some time to get in my head, collect my thoughts and, and just reflect a little bit. So when do you get there? Like how long is it? I got to drive up. I'm driving Friday. I think it's like three hours, three and a half hours to, uh, okay. to Aspen. Um, so you get there Friday and you, you and like, can you talk like when, like at registration, do you just show up and like, I, is I it be- a silent registration? Or? Well, I, I believe we're, we're able to speak what they 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 just ask you to be respectful of the 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 Trappist traditions there, which they only really speak during their church services when they're you know chanting and, and doing whatever they do. So I, I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of talking outside of that. I've rented a little, um, it's like a little hamlet. So it's just this little like stone structure that has a bed. <laughs> And a little kitchenette and hopefully like a chair. It's on their property. Um, people think I'm nuts. I might be nuts. It's sick. I uh, love it. We're supposed to stay. Do you get to drink Trappist ales? Well, I hope so. I don't know. They say they. So I was really thinking we would get to eat with them, but unfortunately, none, they're not providing any meals. So I got to figure out. I got to take some groceries, or I got to you know I might make some chili to take. I got to figure out the meal situation. I'll have my car you there. Should so hunt. Maybe, yeah, maybe I can you drive into town or something hunt for your food, or or you know, bring a fly rod. There's plenty of good fly fishing. Maybe I'll go forward out there. You know, just yeah, just go forward. Uh, they say there's absolutely no seller service. They don't have Wi-Fi. They do have some landlines at the main office. If you know, if you really need to call somebody, so I do want to let you guys know, the Trapdraw listeners know, I will be there. Uh, I will be off the grid. Much more to come, though, after after this day. Um, so I'm going to stay I'm Friday. to hear about it. Yeah, I'm going to stay Friday and Saturday. My reservation also includes Sunday, but I think I'm going to, I'm probably going to leave Sunday afternoon, get home Sunday evening so I can be back in Denver for the, for the work week next week. Um, but yeah, my first time. So anyway, I got, I got a few books I'm going to take with me. Um, much more I can talk about reading. TC, watching wise, I, I um, I've been I got sucked into Love Is Blind season three, this stupid Netflix dating <laughs> show. It's it's so stupid, 
but you just get addicted. You want to find out if these people end up together. Do you, have you watched this show at all? Do you know what it is? No, I've heard rumors of it. I think I think Alex, my wife, has has watched yeah. watched it before. Yeah, uh, but no, it's no. Uh, they go to different cities. This this season is in Dallas, and they bring however many men, however many women into this. I don't know what the facility is, but the men and the women aren't allowed to see each other. But they like yeah. quote unquote date in these pods where they can talk to one another and they can you know date whomever they want. They can talk to whomever they want. The goal being these people just propose to one another after like three or four days in these pods just talking. And then they bring them together to finally see each other for the first time when the, when the guy actually gets down and, and offers the ring to the woman. And then they follow him for like 10 days leading up to the actual wedding. And it kind of culminates when they get to the altar. Will they both say I do or will one walk away? Uh, and then they like have a lot of after the series show, you know, they'll catch up with them, see if they're still together, all that. It's horrible. It's stupid, but I'm sucked Randy, in. Randy, you're the only person in America that that is possibly going to a silent retreat at a Trappist monastery this weekend and also watching, what's it called? <laughs> Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know what? I know why you're trying to get back to Denver Sunday night. We got, we got your guy, Justin Herbert, making oh. a trip up to San Francisco to play my Niners. Big game. Big, on, God, on, we got to talk about... On Sunday night football. Your Los Falcons. I thought they had the Chargers. What an ending that was. Um, yeah. So yeah, TC, much more to come there. Um, How'd you find this thing, by the way? Like the... The, the, the monastery? Well, it started... I picked up a book by Thomas Merton, who was a famous... Yeah. Trappist monk. Yeah, I think... I've read some Thomas Merton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he lived at a place called Gethsemane. 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 Yeah. At, just outside Louisville, Kentucky. And I was like, holy shit. There's this Trappist monastery like two hours from Cincinnati. I'd never heard of it. I've obviously never been to it. Got really interested in it. I uh, would still like to go down there sometime when I'm when I'm back home and was researching Trappist monasteries in the United States and saw that there was this one in uh, in Aspen or Snowmass, you know, Aspen Snowmass. And so went to their website. I saw that they offer retreats. You know, you can book a stay right through their website. I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's let's see what it's all about. So, yeah, kind of started with Thomas Merton and okay. uh, and all of that. Well, so, Randy, I'll try out this uh, this lasagna soup that I'm making, and uh, you know maybe it's a fit for you to bring to bring out there to per, you know to perhaps make while you're out there. I think it'd be perfect, right? honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, also, I made a bunch of uh, of fish stew as well. Oh. Caught a bunch of uh, sheep's head last week. Went out fishing. Uh, took Lauren Lauren Cogland her. Her husband John John Pond Coglin out <laughs> out fishing last week here, and uh, we caught some reds. We also caught some sheep's head. Delightful, delightful eating. And then uh, the guide uh, Steve, Big Steve, gave me some some stone crabs as well. Cool. So nice. That was great. Um, Can you replicate but, a Cullen skink ever? You know what? It kind of had that same consistency to it. It was a little. I made it a little bit too watery, uh, but potatoes. 
threw a little bit of corn in there to make it a little folly, but just, you know, onions, celery, Colin Skinks, basically just like a, you know, fish chowder. Right. right? It seems like it's pretty like, basic, it, but it's also delicious. It's also got a little bit of, I don't know if it's like leek or, hmm. um, it's always got a little bit of acid in it, like lemon or leek or something like that. That's kind of cutting through. So anyway. All right. We got some pet peeves. I Let's let's just get them off the chest. You want to start? You want me to start? We got a few here. Yeah. This was something we added. We were just like, hey, what, what kind of topic or segment could we do this week? And uh, I think, you know, we, we could do an entire episode just on pet peeves from flying. So I think let's start with some of those. Um, people milling about and lining up early before boarding begins. It, this is this is you, but I, I co-sign it. it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why, why do you feel the need to line up 20 minutes before they start boarding? I, I hate it. And then when my boarding group is called, I never know who's actually in line with my boarding group, who's just hanging about. It's horrible. If you line up super early before boarding begins, you, you need to be thrown out of the airport. You need to be kicked off the flight. And honestly, you might need to spend a night in jail. I don't know how else we solve this issue, TC. Our friend Nico, he calls them, calls them gate lice. <laughs> I think that's an apt, apt term for them. Uh, and you know what? I, I could... I could say the same thing about the people that crowd the luggage carousel. Oh my god. It's an epidemic. It's horrible. And I can't I can't get to the luggage carousel. Uh, I, I would like to commend the fine people of South Korea. They did not have this issue when we were there. Um, there's lines around it. I feel like Scandinavia and, you know, was great in that regard too. Yeah, but I will say over in Europe, a lot of people get up before the boarding door is open. And then rush up the aisle, and it's like, yo, like we're not, we're not doing that. We're gonna file out in an orderly fashion, row by row by row. The only you know? time, the absolute only time, I will condone that behavior is when super tight connection, super tight connection. Right? The the flight attendants make an announcement. You know, if if you have a connecting flight, or if you don't have a connecting flight, if you wouldn't mind just staying seated, letting those with a connecting flight be the first off the plane. I, of course, happy to do that. Happy to do that. But well like it's it's unreal sometimes when people like in the row behind like you know insist upon just getting out in front. It's like what are you doing? Yeah. And and it's the same people that tend to like put their bag and get on the plane, put their bag up like eight rows ahead of them in the overhead bin. It, that's absurd in and of itself because then it messes it up so then the people up front have to then Put their bag farther back, and then it, you know, messes up the entire uh, deplaning process. Which the deplaning process in America, I feel like we need to invest in some infrastructure to have the two two doors, yeah, you know, front and back of the plane. It's a disgrace. Like the, the airlines could save billions of dollars a year, or create, you know, like tighter turns and all that stuff. Uh, it's the same thing. I mean, some of the people, like some of the shit that people are bringing on. That it qualifies as a carry-on these days. It's disgusting. Exactly. Like, and, and people massive, have massive, like, massive bags. And people have like seven things with them. It just, oh my god, I hate it. I actually I feel like we need to crack down on the personal item. You know, the personal item is yes. It, like it, it's not just a big bag. It needs to be a, a personal item. I actually liked the COVID boarding when, like, let's just board from the back of the airplane, row by row. You know, let's board like five rows at a time from the back of the airplane. 
And then the other thing that gets me, man, is the people that don't put their bag or their bin back at security at TSA. It's disgusting. And I, I will say also those new TSA things, like they've got them in Atlanta. Where else did they have them recently? Where that are like the big long ones, and they've got the automated bins. They're so slow. Yeah. How about the people Bad. that just hang out on the um, the moving walkways too? You know, just oh, on the left, just taking yeah. up. You can't get past them. Like folks, just keep to the right. It's it's like when Escalators you're driving too, man. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Bad. Do people just? I feel like we we enter airports and we just forget that we live in a society with other people. Yeah, we're seeing the degradation of society. I think to a large extent. So it's horrible. We need like an airport code of conduct. Yeah, and if you can't so, follow it. I, you might have to be put on the no-fly list. Randy, you had had something you've, you've been fired up about here lately. TC, I, at some point we have to have a real conversation about tipping in this country. When do we tip? What do we tip for? Uh, of course, you know, when you're out to a nice meal, uh, 20%, I don't think I've ever tipped less than 20% on a meal. It's It's just standard practice. I'm not talking about tipping when you're, you know, at a restaurant. What I'm talking about is all these, you know, clover or square machines or the the new electronic kiosk registers. So many of these things now have a screen that's like add a tip. And I mean, I'm trying to think of the most crazy example, but it's like an airport kiosk where you're like, you know, there's like nobody working it. Yeah. And, and like like what am I tipping what for? It, what like, exactly what am I tipping for? And like, do you not pay your employees? It, I mean, exactly. Like, I almost feel like, you know, I go to the UPS store and the, and the person helps me with a fax or something. And I get like a, a, a tip thing on, on the chat. I'm like, huh? What? Like, <laughs> at some point, we got to figure out like tipping. I, as I understand it, tipping should be for behavior, service above and beyond. Right. And happy. Love to tip for that. Right. Valet. Hotel, Skycap, Skycap, happy to do it. But I, I struggle with the tipping when it's like, isn't this just your job? And I'm sorry, you might not be making a lot of money, and I, and I'm happy to help when I can. But like, let's maybe just pay people more and and not have to tip. I I don't know. I hate it. I hate it. Well, Randy, that's why I think I think you're talking out of both sides of your mouth here, because you've constantly, constantly brought up the fact that Publix. Has these those no tipping please buttons that the <laughs> you know cashiers and bag associates wear? So so where do you like? How do I, people know where you stand on this? Because you're you're kind of obfuscating here. I do like that. I do like that at Publix. But you shit all over them for it. Uh, I know, but I but I can't recognize. I I like that. Right? Uh, if you're gonna pressure me to like help take my bags to the car, which I always decline. <laughs> I like at least knowing like, hey, what's the expectation here? Are you working for a tip? But I read the button on their on their apron and it says no tips. And so I'm like, all right, well, at, at least I know where I stand. So I, I do, yeah. I, I will say I admire that about Publix. One thing I struggle with is, you know, I'm a coffee shop guy, TC. When I, I, I tend to order just a lot of drip coffee. Do you tip for somebody? Do you tip the barista for just pulling the... The, hand, the I always the tip handle. at a coffee shop, man. I because know. the coffee shop, I've, you're tipping for, you know, if you're a regular there, you're tipping for them. Like, you know, they know that I, when I go into Bold Bean, I get my 
shot of espresso and my Malabar tea or my, you know, and they, they know that I like one of them for there and one of them to go or, you know, and they know my name and they know, and, and I'm kind of, I like seeing familiar faces in there. I want those people treated well. I want them to treat me well. You know, I think that's, that's part of it with a local now, like, am I going to do that at Dunkin' Donuts? Probably not. Uh, if it's, it's the nature of the coffee shop, right? If, if you order like a medium hot coffee, a little bit of cream in the drive-thru at Dunkin', like, is, are you tipping for that? I, I don't know. Well, they, I think it's, I do think it gets weird sometimes where some of these little, you know, POS systems, they, the options are tip one, two or three dollars or, you know, tip one, two or other. Um, but sometimes I, you know, I'll get like a little croissant, an espresso, a tea. And all of a sudden, it's like ten dollars and twenty cents, and it, and then and it bumps you up tipping, to like fifteen, eighteen, twenty percent options. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is you know kind of an interesting deal there, kind of a, a you know an interesting flow they have built into the uh, to the process there. So I, I, you know, I, I I I'm not sure there are any right answers, Randy. It's just I think it is time to have a conversation about it, right? What do, what do you tip on like uh, takeout food orders? Oh, that's like the ultimate conundrum. I always tip, I always tend to tip like at least, I try to get that one in like the 10 to 12% range. You know, like if, if my takeout food orders, let's say 80 bucks, um, like at Catulo's, it's typically like I get stuff for, you know, the whole family. It's, it's typically 75, $80. We got four, four pasta entrees. I'll typically tip like 10 to 12 bucks on that just because, you know, it's the guys at the bar running that. They know they know my name. I go in there. They get me in and out of there. I don't get a whole lot of takeout food. Yeah. Overall, I never get stuff delivered. I always go get it. But yeah, I I typically always always do the, like the ten you know ten to twelve percent or like you know if it's less than like if ten to twelve percent would would go less than you know five bucks i typically just throw five bucks or ten bucks at it i think that's fair i try to do that as well i agree with you there just because like like i used to be the bartender or you know the person having to run those orders or whatever and that's pretty thankless now granted like some of these restaurants have changed and now they're like more of a takeout operation than they are a dining operation yeah you know like like a dine-in operation so you know, the Nate and that, that comes back to as well, though, like what, you know, do we need to like, you know, if, if you're basically a takeout operation, that's baked into the cost of, I would think doing business. Cause you need, yeah, like you need less space than for, for people dining in that sort of thing. Or like, so, here, here's an example, a little donut shop by me. I love a treat myself to a donut, you know, on a random weekend morning. What's your donut order? Uh, I, I usually keep it pretty plain. I'll get like a glazed and then something seasonal. Glazed guy. Yeah. Because I yeah. love to I love to dunk. I'm a dunker. So I'll, I'll dunk the glaze. And just like the the light texture of a glazed donut. Yeah. It's I'm not a huge like breakfast guy and I don't like heavy stuff. It's just a nice it's such a nice airiness plus that little bit of sugar. And, and well. I will say this, I'll I'll just throw this in there. Krispy Kreme donuts suck because they're too much glaze. <laughs> they're too sweet. They're overly glazed, but that's a different story. But I'll go to this little takeout donut operation, right? And I say, hey, can I have, you know, two donuts, three if I'm feeling really guardy? And it's like, okay, it's $7 and, you know, 
38 cents, let's say. And the nice person checks me out and I swipe my card. And then it's like, point of sale. Do you want a tip? And I'm like, what am, what am I, what am I tipping for? Right. What, what, that's where I struggle. Are they baking the donuts there? Yeah. Are they getting them from yeah. another facility? But again, okay. they're, they're kind of running like a takeout it's, bake shop. No pun intended. That's, that's baked into the cost of the donut. I would right? think, right. The person, yeah. they're very nice, but you know, they're just picking out some donuts and putting them in a bag for me. I don't know. That's where well, I, I feel struggle. like it's, I feel it, yeah. Where where I hope it's not netting out is that with the proliferation of all these point of sale things, that the you know the um, proprietors are not basically outsourcing paying their employees to because I, I like I imagine tips have gone up drastically. I would think now the downside of it too is people you know service employees are I mean I guess the upside for some people depending upon how you look at it like. Downside is they're they're making less cash and they're having like a lot more reportable income <laughs> through tips because yeah. it's all coming through the point of sale and credit card. There's a paper trail there, and the tip jar is not as full, but the you know the volume of tips is probably heavier. But if that's basically stopped uh, the employer from keeping wages commensurate with the industry, and then these tips are are just augmenting low wages, that sucks too. You know. Let me ask you about one more thing. Uh, becoming more prevalent, especially out here in Denver, noticed it in Santa Barbara as well. Restaurants that bake in a 20% tip into your order automatically. What what do we think about that? Like like for any order? Any order. Not just for parties of six or no, more? No, it could be single diner. It could be a party of two. And, and they do do a good job communicating it up front, like before uh, you order? I was going to say, I, I think it's all in the communication in the explanation of... Uh, now, I do think something like that too is I have no problem if it's communicated properly and if, and if you don't like it, just don't like don't eat there. But like, I find that I respect the places a lot more that also share the... Like if that 20 or 22% or whatever they do, if that goes not only to front of house, but also back of house staff. Yeah. Because there's a massive issue i think where especially in like some of these big cities where you, like you've got front of house staff some of them pulling down six figures right like really nice mm -hmm. uh quality of life and then you've got the people making the food in the back that are that are the cooks and the the heart and soul of that restaurant making 14 18 19 bucks an hour you know which just isn't commensurate with the what the people out front are doing right yeah. and a lot of the time working longer hours and worse you know in a hot kitchen and all that so i found that like i actually respect it when because there's a there's a few restaurants in austin that do that i've seen it in boston before um i saw it when we we're out in denver of like when the tip is pooled amongst tire staff or amongst the front of the house back of the house and granted your server is gonna you know there's still an incentive for your server to do well or there's you know they're they're getting a certain cut of it but knowing that Hey, most of that tip is being shared amongst the staff is, mm -hmm. is always good. Cause it's like, all right, the person bringing my food out, why are they more important than the person cooking my food? Right. Right. Like if anything, it should probably be the other way around. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent, which I'm happy to do. I will say on the bill, I always do feel bad because there's still like a tip line when they do bring you the bill. <laughs> yeah. And 
I, I just is like, oh my God, writing zero or not. It just is like, oh God, I don't, I don't want to be like a bad yeah. person, but it's like, okay, no, you've already, like I would have tipped 20% anyway. It's already there. So. Well, I think there's, you know, there's a larger conversation to be had about like how fucking broken, like the state of the restaurant industry yeah. in the United States is. It's crazy. Very true. Um, but we can, we can tackle that another episode. All right. Uh, Randy, I, I got to get this off my oh, chest. please. I've been eating a lot of brats lately. You know, it's it's been October, <laughs> November, fall. Of course. I, I love like, I just love brats. Right? Yeah. Bratwurst, ta- you know, chorizo, uh, all sorts of sausages. I love them. You know, the whole thing, sauerkraut, mustard, onions, mm-hmm. potato roll bun. It fucking pisses me off that they always sell brats and hot dogs seemingly in like packs of six or 10 or 12 and they always sell hot dog buns in packs of eight. Yeah. It it never fails. It it's the fucking worst. Cause I like I'm always I like I always basically inevitably, however the the math works out, I always have two to four hot dog buns left over and then I feel bad <laughs> wasting them. I'm 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 totally with you. I, and I I I don't know why that is. I would love for somebody to tell us why is that? Because it's a it's a conundrum that I don't think I'll ever understand. It's kind of like having a universal, like you know, like with the EVs right now, right? There's no universal charger, yeah. so so you're left with all like this ent- entirely bifurcated system of of the connector piece is different depending on if you have a Tesla or a Ford or a BMW or a Nissan, and they're all different wattages and all that. Um, or like you know, like there was something I saw this week about all like the connected home people or like Apple, uh, Google, Alexa, uh, Ring, all that, all that stuff. Like they're trying to do like a, a a standard for it called Matter, I think. It, but you know, basically have all that stuff talk to one another, so it's not just these you know systems that don't connect to one another. But it's the same thing See, with like hot dogs. Oh, we don't have systems that are connecting. Like the, the Johnsonville and Publix and local butcher shops need to get with bakeries and the the large scale you know bakeries like the Pepperidge Farms of the world and the smaller regional bakeries and their their own in house bakeries like for store brand uh, hot dog buns with Publix and Kroger and everything and just there needs to be like a uni- right we're gonna sell buns in packs of six. You know, if like four or six or twelve, but and then we're going to match up the hot dogs. I would think there, and and the same can be said for you know hamburger patties and hamburger buns. And would you think there'd be a huge market opportunity for the first bakery that 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 would switch to a six pack of buns? I mean, people would be flocking to it. I would think. Yeah, and marketing wise, they could market it as such because you're paying by weight anyway. Right, or you're paying by the ounce anyway. You're not paying by right. Um, you know, so hmm. yeah, big big issue, big issue that we got to solve, Randy. It, what, what else? Um, Anything else? Anything else? That's just yeah. I got one. A lot of people reach out to me with like, "Hey, I'm you know, uh, I want to come to like Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, or Arizona this year for a golf trip this winter." Sometimes they don't even say this winter, and it's like, all right, cool. Like, so you want to come to like you know, this massive area, I have no idea what your budget is, why you're coming. Like, are you, are you trying to work on your game? Uh, are you trying to play top 100 courses? Are you trying to, to have ball on a budget? Are you bringing your family with you? Like 
they're always reaching out with stuff, but with no context or details. Mm. So I just say like, if you reach out with any sort of questions, I'm always, you know, keen to help, but like, you got to give me details. You got to give me context. Context is king. Yeah. And then also, this is kind of directed at my wife, but <laughs> when someone takes out the trash, <laughs> which I always appreciate, you got to put another bag in the you trash You got to put the liner in the, yeah, exactly. Because there's nothing worse than like when I'm, you know, when I finish something from the fridge or from the pantry and I go over to the trash and I put it in there and I'm always willing to take out the trash, but you got to, you got to put the liner back in there, man. It, it feels like part of the process. I'm with you there. Yeah. It's an important part of the you process. Know, I would almost, I would rather you not take out the trash and like, I'll take out the trash. It just, cause it just, man, I, I open up the lid and it's just like this utter disappointment. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta complete the process. Cool. I hear you. Uh, it feels if TC, I gotta say, it feels good to be able to get some of this off my chest, just to to speak about it openly and candidly. Well, I'm glad that you're able to speak about it because otherwise, I feel like you would have been ruminating on this uh, this coming weekend at your silent retreat, and you would have been able to t- tell anybody about it. It's all you would have been I thinking know. about. It's been eating me up. So thank you. Uh, we got. Let, let me jump in and thank our second sponsor for today. That is Roback and Roback Activewear. They've been gaining traction big time, and we love the fit and feel of their gear. The quality is top-notch. Mr. TC is rocking a Roback hoodie as we speak. I am big. I am. I wore mine in Jacksonville. They're dirty right now, so I am not wearing one right now, but they are they are phenomenal. I want to talk about three of their products specifically. First, their performance polos. They fit so much better than your typical boxy polos, and they have it all. Fire prints, classic stripes, simple solids. The four-way stretch material is next level and wrinkle-free, and the collars never lose their shape. Combine all of it, and that is why Roback polos are unmatched. Second, their performance Q-zips are a game-changer when it comes to fall golf. They're so soft, you'll be throwing darts all day. Perfect for a crisp early morning 18, a run around the block, a day in the office, or a night out. They are the definition of versatile. And then third, Roback's performance hoodies are legitimately the most comfortable hoodies we've worn on the course and off it. Hands down, the softest, stretchiest hoodies in golf. They're just asking to be worn out on the links. Listeners right now, use the code TRAP on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. And that's 20% off all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with code TRAP, T-R-A-P. Trust us when we say you can't beat Roback. Check them out now. Thank them for being a great sponsor of not only- 20%? Yeah, of not only the uh, the trap draw, but no laying up. You know what? Their, their, uh, their joggers are good. The pants. Got some of their joggers. Yeah. Oh, love them. They're great. They uh they so. actually sent me a pair of joggers too and with with it getting chilly out here in Denver I've I've worn them. They are they are very nice. And I also like their tees. I know I didn't really talk about just the the t-shirts, but I also have a t-shirt that I really like. Do uh you know, I mean most 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 traditional sweatpants are probably joggers for you, right big? <laughs> it feels like that certainly. Where and joggers are kind of like capris, <laughs> exactly. you, right? And uh yeah, long shorts are just regular. Yeah, it's just everything's, you know, incremental. Uh Randy, one other housekeeping Please. note. Uh I was bummed this weekend you did not get to meet Julius. I know. I know. He was so upset. I, you got to 
he told me for, for how upset he was think about how upset i was i'm I'm really sorry i didn't get a chance to meet him uh, and i mean you know we didn't even consider like how you tip at a, a canine tasting oh, menu that's, restaurant. yeah that's 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 not even a world i want to be a part of right there tc no thank you no thank you I see what you're trying to do there, though. You're not going to get me fired up. Let's go to some sports takes. Where do we want to start? NFL? Yeah, I think the first bullet point you have on here, are there any good teams? Is anybody good? I, possibly not. Like, there's so much parody. It's, it's crazy. It's and it just it's only parody this year. You know, I think... Los Jets? Los Jets beating I mean, the Bills. Is Josh Allen's elbow healthy? I haven't heard... Doesn't seem like I haven't like heard it. the report yet this week. Does not seem like it. The Chiefs, I know they won, but I'm still not sold entirely on that on that offense specifically. Yeah, I'm not sure if there are any good teams this year. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you know it's kind of wait and see. You know, it's 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 show me season, Randy. Yep, we are getting into. Sh- we need more yeah. showing. Speaking of showing, Packers and Rams both. I mean, that was Packers. Well, oh, I was going to say there there might not be any good teams, but there certainly are some bad teams. The the Packers look. Yeah. Yeah, like let's tear that all down. I think, and they just they just lost uh, Rashawn Gary for the year. I think they've got yeah, Dubes is out now. They got all sorts of stuff. And like Aaron Rodgers in that post game presser, like him going out of his way to shit on the Lions. Like yeah, like can't do that, especially against a team like this. <laughs> Fuck off, man! Like you just got <laughs> you just got done you just got done dirty by them. Like you know, like yeah, chill out. He. Uh, so. God, what was it? The the little throwback to the tackle that Aiden Hutchinson intercepted in the end zone. That was <laughs> yeah. beautiful. And then the, like and then the Rams. That was just such a bad. I mean, Brady just turned it on at the end there. Mm-hmm. That that they they got that tight end involved, Otten. You know, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what that what that Bucks team does over the next few weeks. I think. I know there. I was ready to like bad division. Write them off, but maybe they get hot. I, I don't know what the Bucks are going to do. The Rams appear, yeah, to be, I mean, them and the Cardinals, right? Battling it for last place in the NFC West, I would think. It, it feels like the the yeah. Niners and the, and the Seahawks are clearly better, which is a wild thing to say. I'm blown away. Yeah. We were talking about it a little bit last week. I mean, Seahawks, that's probably the story of the year. It's unbelievable. It's, you know, Peter Carroll. And I know you, you're a long time, long time admirer. I do like Peter Carroll, legitimately. I do like him. Gino seems like a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy, T- uh, Kenneth Walker, 3.0. Defense is looking good. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Cliff, I don't know how Cliff still has I thought job. we'd wake up. It's time to just... I thought we'd wake up Monday that they've moved on from Cliff. It, it just has never really looked good. Do you think he's the next guy? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, they've just invested all this money in Kyler. They traded for Hopkins. Like, they... They have to be in win now mode, and I just never see it with the Cardinals. I've never seen it under under the Cliff Kingsbury regime. They can't figure out how to get Isaiah Simmons involved de- defensively. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's a weirdly constructed roster as well. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the Falcons' <laughs> loss. God, I was watching um, that. I just I was really hoping they were clip the Chargers for personal reasons, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, we don't have to dwell on that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the guy just dropped the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it kind of went Crazy. under the radar. Like, did, I, did did everybody just see that? Like, the Falcons, you know, yeah. they had a real chance. Falcons continue to play, like, 
ridiculously hard. Cordero Patterson is is the juice. I mean, he is he is like the straw that stirs the drink. Very good to have him back. Um, speaking of guys coming back a little bit, Joe Mixon. Wow. Did not see did, yeah, did not see that game. Sorely needed. Five touchdowns, over two hundred total yards. Finally pretty much all against like stacked boxes yeah, well, too, just, right? Yeah, and finally looked like he was he was running hard. He he broke some tackles, he was making some guys miss. You know, he was in the analytics like last in, you know, broken tackles, uh yards after contact. Like he was having a really poor season. The conversations were happening is he starting to be washed up but he looked great against the panthers i know the panthers stink um but it's bad it was nice to at least have some some juice in the run game the Bengals now go into a bye so hopefully they can they can keep that going coming out of the bye in uh what would that be week 11 we'll see randy i think i think that's as far as we can go (laughs) with the Bengals. yes i'm prohibited from from touching that, that we will say anymore. nothing more. We will say nothing more. Uh, Saleh is doing a good job with the yes, Jets. Yes, he is. Uh, I still don't trust Wilson. I, I, I no. don't think the Jets are as good as maybe six and three, or you know, I know they have a lot of helium right now. Good story, and I do think they're on the come up, but I, I'm not sold on Wilson. Nor am I. Uh, speaking of of uh, not sold on. Uh, the Colts, man. Ooh. I mean, are you, that Ursay press conference last night. I didn't see it. <laughs> Did no, you catch no, no. any of that? Oh my god, it was insane. The guy, like the guys, lost it. I mean, like, and I, like, I, I'm fascinated by Ursay. There was a really good athletic feature on him uh, earlier this year about how he's like, you know, trying not to repeat the mistakes of his father as far as firing coaches and you know being patient and everything, but. Man, that was uh, it was it, like the Jeff Saturday thing. He's got like Gus Bradley and John Fox and this Bubba Vanetti guy. He, like they're all like, you know, like two former coaches. Reggie Wayne is like on the coaching staff. Like if he wants to go back to the well on that, you know, like he's a he's the wide receivers coach. Like why not go to him? Right? It's just Jeff Saturday. Like he's never he coached high school football for like three or four years. Otherwise, he's like. He's on TV. The, Crazy. The, the first guy in NFL, the first coach in NFL history to be hired with zero professional or college head coaching experience, and maybe even just coaching then, of any kind experience. And then he goes on to say that Chris Ballard, the GM, like he's safe for next year. Uh, after you know, it seems like this this roster is just just a dumpster fire all of a sudden, or maybe not all of a sudden. Like I thought it was good, uh, and like the. The offensive line seems hollowed out. Um, I got fooled. Shame on just, me. I thought they were going to be yeah, good. Yeah. I, shame on me. I shame on me. It, and it, it's like the only thing I can think is that like, are they bringing in Saturday to just so that like they can completely and like unequivocally tank? <laughs> it would seem that way. Or maybe like, let's just get weird. I, I, I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and does Frank Reich, like, does he get another shot? What what's his reputation now coming out of Indianapolis? Because he was, I mean, really well thought yeah. of there for a while. Yeah, I, I got to Yeah, Crazy. I gotta think somebody will take a a shot at on him at some point. Yeah, it's strange. Um, I don't know. I 
TC, I, I want to say this to Mr. Poosh specifically. I think Fields flashed last Sunday. I, I think he flashed some high-level traits. Oh, no. I, I'm still not sold, and, and I think it's a one-off, but but I, I think he did flash a little, right? I, I guess. Uh, I mean, he ran for more yards than he threw for. He, I don't think the Dolphins' defense is particularly good. Um, he does seem to be improving. I, I saw like Emmanuel Acho on Twitter saying that he was by far the best quarterback last week on the field in any game, uh, which is yeah. absurd. Like I hate to even give him any oxygen, but uh, but yeah, you know, I, I I need to see a lot more from Justin Fields, a lot more. Well, how about on the other side there in their Dolphins game last week? Is uh, KBV actually texted us and he and he just simply asked the question: Is Tua good? And we we both gave him the thumbs down. Uh, tap That's a back. philosophical question, right. but it's like is Mike Mc like I think you know I like Mike McDaniel's the difference. I guess they got Reek now, but it's Mike McDaniel, man. I think it's I think it's a little bit Mike McDaniel, and the scheme is. Opening up some offense, I think I, I actually think a lot of it's reek. But you look at two his numbers; he's completing seventy percent of his passes. He's got a one sixteen quarterback rating, a fifteen to three touchdown to interception ratio. But I still don't like him. I, I still don't think he's. I haven't watched. I, I watched the Dolphins Bengals games. I haven't watched a ton of Dolphins outside of that. So I, I I will preface that. But the feeling I get is it's a lot of predetermined reads for Tua and, and just trying to get the ball to waddle reek in certain spots and then let them do their thing. Kind of reminds me of like the, you know, Matt Ryan or relatively early on a lot of like noodle arm, short passing routes underneath stuff, crossing yes, stuff. That's what it feels like, but, but he's getting it done. So you got to give it to him. But you know, it's one of those things where I, I just, I mean, I think coaching is so important in the NFL. Yeah. Right. So I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to, you know, and that goes the other way too. I think Fields has had this, I will acknowledge that he's had the deck stacked against him. I think if you throw Fields into that Miami offense, it probably looks relatively similar, if not more dangerous because of the, because of the wheels. Right. And a, and a guy that can push the ball down the field more. Like he's got a yeah. big arm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I do want to shout out my Jags. They got it done against against the Raiders. Uh, they were trailing seventeen nothing. Raiders were doing whatever they wanted with Devontae Adams finally, and then for whatever reason they just stopped. And Trevor looked Trevor looked competent. I think this is kind of like the start of his rookie year, this second half of this season. So we will revisit that. And then Lamb Lamb and the Ravens won Lamb, last Lamb. night, ugly yeah. fashion. I, I hate seeing the Saints start. Start Andy Dalton. Is is Jameis hurt still? What's or are they just they they're going no, with Andy? I guess he's totally healthy. He's they're going with Andy. Mm. They feel like I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird yeah. to me. Like also like the Ravens. I say this as someone who you know watched him play in high school at at uh, Marist, Marist School. Kyle Hamilton. I can't help but think the Ravens should have given like a Chris Olave mm. or a Garrett Wilson a look. In the draft yeah. this year, like I, you know, I know Bateman's hurt and he's a big part of there, but like Steve Young gave a pretty impassioned, uh, you know, plea for the Ravens to like, yo, like let's get Lamb Lamb some more weaponry, 
because like he like Steve Young said last night on the pregame show, and I like Steve Young a lot. He was like he could be the best, like one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in like the history of the league, if you just gave him like more weapons. That's and stuff. that's a, and great. You know, I know Don Chula. Bateman's out. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know, and and then you got Bob Griffin sitting next to him, making a fucking mockery of the pregame <laughs> show. That guy, it's so bad, Randy. It's so bad. He he. He belongs on the studio show for Sunday Night Football. Oh, God. Uh, but, I, but I digress. I just think, man, Olave would have been such a such a great, like he was like the most obvious, like, yeah, this guy's going to be like a 10-year All-Pro. Just fantastic route runner, physical, strong core. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't like Ohio State, but like for the last two or three years, I'm like, yeah, that guy's like a surefire, like surefire professional. For as much as Ohio State has not put out good, professional quarterbacks they pump out awesome wide receivers awesome wide receivers which what what's michael thomas's deal is he just a malcontent i don't know or does he lack the I most think he's lacking ability? the most important or, ability i think you know you know who's criminally underrated because he plays for the washington commanders is scary terry oh scary scary terry that dude that yeah. all all he does is make plays all he does is make plays. They have so much offensive talent. Like between, you got a good running back room. I don't really know what Curtis Samuel is, <laughs> but you can use him. You've got Scary Terry. You've got um, Jahan Dotson, who yeah. I like. Uh, Logan Thomas can't stay healthy, but like I feel like if they had like a big, like a Michael Pittman type, like a a big number two, kind of a uh, somebody that that they can move around a little bit, create some mismatches yeah. with size instead of just yeah. speed. I, I'm with you. So, um, yeah, uh, the Ravens also just might be a cursed destination for wide receivers because they have drafted. You know, I, I'm thinking of like Brashad Perryman and uh, Mark yeah, Clayton, uh, Marquise Brown, right? Like they they've tried to draft yeah. guys. I, I for whatever reason they just don't really work out. I do like Bateman. I feel like they always. They always draft dudes like I like Bateman because he's physical. He runs good routes. Whereas like I feel like in the past they've always drafted dudes that are just fast. They're just mm-hmm. burners. They're like one trick ponies that can take mm-hmm. the top off. You know, kind of nebbish slot slot. But guys. they do find tight ends. I think so. Isaiah Likely is going to be really really good. Yes, um, I agree. Um, Randy, let's move it over to the association uh, real quick. Do you see your Jazz are nine and three? They're absolutely killing. They people. are. Will Hardy, just, you know, people thought they were, they were tanking. They're not. They're just, they're playing hard. It's unbelievable. I, it's one of the stories of the year in the association so far. Um, your Kings? Oh, my God. I guess they got jobbed. Got a well, w? they got a big buzzer beater in Orlando last weekend. People are saying they got jobbed in Golden State last night. Lost by three. <sighs> Hated that. Um, yeah, they're three and six. I feel like they're playing Better basketball. It's just the the record's not reflecting it. But I I do have faith. I like Mike Brown. I like that hire. Kevin Herter has been awesome for him. Malik Monk is fun. De'Aaron Fox has has elevated his game this year. They just don't have as much depth. But I I do I do like the way they're playing. I'm I'm confident. And my Nuggets TC. My Nuggets are starting to win some games. Uh, Jokic is is doing his thing. Do we need to spend any time on the Kyrie situation? I don't think so. I mean, is you know, like the guy is clearly he's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. Like 
I what I can't figure out is if it's self-destructive behavior, if it's just sheer stupidity and stubbornness. Is it like is it something mental? I I don't know, but I I was I forget where I was looking, but it it does put you know when he started the whole flat earth thing a few years ago like it like it it frames that yeah. in a whole different light now like it was dumb at the time but it was kind of like huh like what are you like Kyrie what are you doing and now it's like dude like what like what is what's up man yeah <laughs> i don't yeah no i'm it's you know, like the the shit on his twitter account i'm just like this is this is gibberish man it doesn't even yeah. make sense i i i feel like um, he and antonio brown and kanye like they all just they deserve each other, you know? Like which I didn't realize that Antonio Brown was running Donda Sports. That's insane. The academy got shut shuttered like right at the start of the school year, which is cool, I'm sure for all the students there. <laughs> but Antonio Brown is the president of Donda Sports, which among other things was representing Aaron Donald, Jalen Brown. And my guy Bomani Jones made a great point like <laughs> how you sign with them as an agency like his words, I never want to hear another thing about Jalen Brown being like a smart cat because that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. They've severed ties. But He's the one that went to Cal, yeah. right? The bad look for Max. <laughs> you know, Max might have to answer for this. Him, it, James Hahn, I was just going to say, I think you can put James Hahn <laughs> maybe in, the, uh, in that bucket. Not, not good. And, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, shit, man. We got some bad, bad hombres matriculating know, from there. I know. Um... Anything on the World Happy Series? Happy for Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. that's all I wanted to say. Dusty finally got a World Series win as manager. I think he's one of the celebrated nice guys, good guys around baseball. So was happy for him. Although I, I do hate the Astros. It was always, it was always funny when Dusty would ride his hog into the <laughs> tunnel and over to the Reds. Uh, yeah, he's funny. Um, I saw the Angels aren't going to trade Otani during the offseason. It seems like maybe they should have pulled the trigger on that like, at the trade deadline last yeah. year. That's, yeah. And I think the franchise, they just got put up for sale. I believe your boy Artie yeah. Moreno might be looking to sell. I don't know. What a weird, dysfunctional organization that's been. By the way, is Bezos going to buy the the uh, commander? Well, I heard he's interested. Bezos yeah, and KD? That's the one I was going to say. KD wants in on that. And and and, uh, and Jay Z, I think too. They're, like the three of them are going to try. What a triumph that would be. Couple uh, college football things. Balls got stomped down at UGA. I think our, I think our buddy um, uh, Drew Daddy needs to issue a formal apology for that performance. Yeah, um, which you know, I think UGA probably needed it more than the Vols. I think the Vols can probably you know could could probably lose that one and then win out. I think get to the national chain or get to the playoffs. So, uh, your boy Brian I Kelly. I hate to say it, TC. I think he's going to turn LSU into a really good program. He's a good football coach. He's just a shitty human being. Yeah. Uh, and then Clemson. They got love curb to see that at Notre love Dame. Love to see that. I mean, I'll, I'll side with Marcus Freeman over Dabo any day of the week. Any yeah. day of the week. I I will too. I will too. Uh. What are you hearing as far as oh. coaching stuff? Anything? <laughs> I, I won't. I won't divulge where it came from. At the NIT, though, I heard an insistent rumor. Insistent, TC. You're gonna like this one. James Franklin to Auburn sooner than later. Wow. Like might already be in the works. I guess Penn State 
wants him to go. He's lost to Ohio State and Michigan. And then guess who backfills the Penn State job? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. You're exactly right. The AD at Penn State was at Temple, hired Rule there. Uh, Rule played linebacker at yeah, Penn State, Yeah, that's right? the rumor. Franklin to Auburn. Franklin, I think he's a little bit of a snake. I've never really liked him. Yeah, and then I agree. Rule to Penn State would be chef's kiss. And Rule, Rule spent time at he spent time at Baylor, so he knows his way around a, a group of six exactly. pieces of shit. Exactly. You know? He's used to operating within a cult-like environment. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's that's some provocative stuff. You know, I, I was holding out hope for Urban to Auburn, but, uh, you know, Urban I to... I still think uh, Urban to Auburn would Urban be the, the match made in heaven. Be the ultimate. Yeah. Uh, down here in Florida, USF fired their coach. They can't seem to get it together, which I don't really understand. Like, they, they should be able to, to kind of do something. Yeah. I know. So the, the um, only other one I want to talk about, like, TC, yeah. was uh, your boy at Texas A and M. They're now three and six. Like, what are they going to do? It's crazy. I don't know. I mean, you know, and the price of oil is going down too. Um, you know, you got that. You got. Uh, I think Holgo Labs. I think they're going to start getting getting antsy with him down in yeah. Houston as well. They, I think they lost in the highest scoring non-overtime game in, in NCAA football I saw, history. I, I heard something about that. Like they scored 66 and still lost by double digits. Yeah. It's wild. The, the, the SMU quarterback had, he accounted for eight touchdowns oh, in the first half. Boy. He had 10 total touchdowns. So, uh, our Red Hawks are, are, are live on match right. tonight. I saw a post, the first like good uniforms they've ever come out with. I, those 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 gray fits. I like. I'll them. be curious to see them tonight. They play Ohio Battle of the Bricks, Big Mac rivalry. Yeah, the 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 basketball Redhawks took an L in their opening game last night to Evansville. Uh, Hated that. I know. Eat that. Um, they're banged up. I did like a lot of things I saw. It's going to be a growing year. I'm just looking for for good progress. They were playing four true freshmen. Lots of college basketball stuff though. TC, I think I'm going to do a preview podcast with our guy brendan quinn from the athletic probably roll that thanksgiving week so much more to come on the college basketball side big you know what i was thinking for next week too we're gonna do a mailbag next week but we should also do like a 20 minute world mm-hmm. cup preview because the world cup starts on the yeah, 20th it's sneaking up on us isn't it yeah which i saw your guy <laughs> sep bladder Seppy. said that Cotter should never, never have gotten the World Cup. Which, uh, you know, isn't Seth like that. in charge of that shit? He was. Oh, he's the yeah. yeah. Somebody, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. A, now it's, I, I forget the guy's name now. Like, but, it's a disgrace. You, you got to really have some cognitive yeah. dissonance to enjoy the World Cup in, <laughs> in, uh, in, in Cotter. But I'll at least look, I mean, I like watching international soccer. I don't know. Like, why do I have to, why do I have to struggle with these things as a viewer, right? Like, why can't, why can't these organizations just yeah. figure it out? Just, just, just make make shit easier for us. I don't want to have like a guilty conscience watching have, a soccer game. We should have THG on next week to uh, preview. That, that could World be Cuff. good. Talk about maybe some of the new Kroger content. Which, speaking of which, uh, the you, there was a I think the Department of Justice is working on it, but there was a judge out in Washington that struck down the four billion dollar. Uh, you know, free free crack giveaway that Albertson was was, you know, paying out as a dividend to their 
private equity shareholders in advance of the Kroger I did see that. So there's some things starting to percolate on the antitrust front with regard to I feel grocery like, stores. Yeah, I feel like most everybody's against this, right? Like if if we have a functioning yeah. government and they're working for the people, I feel like this needs to be blocked. But of course, I will not hold my breath. Speaking of which, uh, you know, uh, prepared foods and grocery stores of, of sorts, the uh, you've got it on here as the Tyson CEO. It was the Tyson CFO. CFO. Mm, I will arrested. apologize in the moment yeah. for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it seemed like he oh he got shit faced and if, if, you know, went into somebody else's house and like fell yeah, asleep in exactly, a bed. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like it sounded like exactly what happened to uh oh, who's the the radio guy? Um he's on with Simmons now. Oh, Rusillo? I, I'm a big fan. I like him a lot. Russillo? Russillo. Russillo did that like out in Montana. Yeah, I think he, he did. Or like Wyoming. Yeah. Have you been that drunk in your oh. life before? I mean, maybe in college I was that drunk at points where I could just like stumble into a random house, but I can't imagine getting that shit-faced. Yeah, I don't... Like, I feel like I'm always cognitive right. enough, right? Unless, I don't know, unless like somebody yeah, drugged me or something. Yeah, it was like a bad reaction, you know? I know. Yeah. The, I, um, I do want to say this Tyson guy, you know, yeah. uh, part of the family, <laughs> there's certainly some nepotism here. And Tyson, not the best company. A lot of bad stuff going on with Tyson. Throughout Which, the pandemic, you know, I mean that's how that's that's how I would expect almost all my slaughterhouses and, and you know chicken processing facilities. Although you know Sanderson Farms, props to them. It seems like they run a clean yeah. operation. Tyson, you know, Randy, you're probably not going to get an invite to the blessings. <laughs> that's true, in Arkansas. That's true. TC, have you seen Tay Tay Taylor Swift's 2023 tour? Is absolutely wrecking bride to be's wedding plans. Rolling Stone had an article about I it. I did. I did. Where, you know, it's, at some point, they're like, shouldn't people worry about getting the tickets first? Probably. And then, because I think they're going to yeah. be hard to come yeah. by, right? I know. I'm wondering. Yeah, all sorts of, you know, first-person stories from brides figuring, like, seeing the concert dates and seeing that, you know, they were, they were against uh, their scheduled wedding date and just absolutely losing it, just... Tease and peace to the brides. You know, my niece has been to, I think, two Taylor Swift concerts before, and my brother-in-law, Goodbar, has accompanied her, and Goodbar loves them. I got to ask him if they're planning to go to any concerts next year. (laughs) Randy, we should go to a a T-Swift I would would 100% go. I know she's coming to Denver. Yeah. Uh, She's playing the football stadium, I think, in July. That would be a fun show. Okay. Uh, I don't think this cornhole cheating scandal is anything we need to keep monitoring. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more. Yeah, it's whatever. Well, I, I appreciate people making sure that we're aware of the situation, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of put it on the back burner for now until something really percolates. Uh, speaking of back burner, this you know there was some actionable intelligence that Iran was planning to some sort of big attack or invasion or something against Saudi Arabia early last week. Nothing came to fruition. We can we can move that to the back burner okay. I think, as well. well. We'll of course we'll have Cody on at some point in the future, and we can ask him yeah. how that's going. Tron, I want to say uh, on behalf of the trap draw, we we wish Miss Argentina twenty twenty, Mariana Varela, and Miss Puerto Rico twenty twenty, Fabiola Valentine the best uh, in their in their married life. They got married last month. 
just just truly two beautiful people coming together. It's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, it's, it's truly a celebration of of uh, of human of humankind, yeah. right? Um, Randy, you you got such a kick out of this. This Philadelphia man uh, at Alexicon Tom on Twitter. He ate an entire rotisserie chicken for forty yes, days. Yes, I, I know nothing about this except on the fortieth day he did it live. Like he invited people. Um, his invitation on Twitter said, "Quote: The chicken will be consumed on that abandoned pier near Walmart. This is not a party." End quote. Uh, and a ton of people showed up. Local media. There was this awesome picture of people just crowding around as he as he finished a rotisserie chicken for the 40th straight day. TC, I have no idea why he did this. I really have no idea anything about him. I asked Casey, and she's just like, yeah, I, I love my insane city of Philadelphia. So if anybody has any further details on on this rotisserie chicken guy in Philadelphia, would love to hear a little bit more. But I, I think congrats, I guess. Uh, it seems like a hell of a, an accomplishment. It's also, you know, like... How much do you have to get off the chicken? Do you have to like pick it clean? Yeah, I, I think, right? If you're going to claim you ate a whole rotisserie chicken. God, that's so much dry, dry white meat chicken. I'm, I'm a thigh, thigh guy. guy. I like, yeah, I like, you know, kind of the juicy white meat and then dark meat. I like a breast, right? I like chicken though. It's got to have a good sauce or it's got to have a good seasoning or it's got to be like fried chicken. You, you need to give me something with it. But, but breast is just too dry. Well, when it's, it's too and it, like the, the the thighs have more fat and more flavor yeah. to them. I don't like the the wing on a on like a whole chicken or a rotisserie chicken, right? Like I, I like chicken wings, but when I'm just ordering chicken yeah. wings, it's like too much effort for too little reward. I I, I agree. I agree. Um, a couple other things. More bad news for for Neil's guy mm. Brett Favre. Bunkies guy Brett Favre. Uh, I, I guess this, this these two companies that he was working with these two, two pharmaceutical companies, <laughs> trying to prevent concussions. I guess they massively overstated the uh, effects. TC, of their, they're they're, they're yeah, peddling the positive a effects that, that they were claiming uh, prevents concussions. Like I'm not a doctor, so I, I don't want to dismiss this out of hand. But it sounds like complete bullshit to me. I, I don't know how anybody could take that seriously. Your guy Hank, Hank Haney should should get. Uh, this sounds like the, the, the true the voodoo cream to me. <laughs> oh God, my boy Hank. Uh, speaking then, of that, that's another topic. Um, and then sixty minutes had a really interesting segment on China and TikTok and how they've got a different, you know, kind of algorithm or a different almost platform entirely for. For China, because like China actually regulates, yeah. like they know how fucking harmful and bad this algorithm is, and they're like, no, you can't use this on our own citizens. Like you have to, you know. And some of it may may go down to free speech as well, but like there's something there, I guess. Where and you know, like they had uh, Tristan Harris from the uh, the podcast, yeah, on there too. The wake it was the Waking Up podcast, I think. But yeah, so I don't know. Just a very interesting thing. Uh, Neil's gotten me into like all those Google ethicists and all that. People that have left it, Google it, that, you know, kind of know how this oh, shit works on the back end. No, yeah, it's, not it's not good, good. at all. We're, we're yeah. like rewiring human uh, brains, I feel like. 
It's terrible. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I'm going up for my silent retreat this weekend, TC. <laughs> You're going to unwire That's your the goal. I, and then I've got a foot massage here in a couple of minutes, so i got to run. But last thing I had was, uh, are you a big Barefoot Contessa uh, TC, fan? I feel like we watched some Barefoot Contessa. You know, when we were, when we were on our, um, well, we went out to... Our sabbatical, Our sabbatical. Out, out west, uh, we, we didn't end up working. We, we became ski bums, in effect. We would just run down the whole food channel, food network, plus TLC, our guy, the take-home chef, every day. Yeah, I feel like we, we caught some Barefoot yeah. Contessa in that range. But I can't say I, I'm a religious yeah. follower of uh, Ina Garten, I believe. But yeah, yeah. So her husband, Jeffrey, she's always cooking for him and all that. But I guess he's, he, it was like a TMZ or New York Post article. He's been sending some spicy texts to her. Their love life, it seems to be in full bloom to the point where he's, he's so rabid about sending these texts that he, he sends them to, like, he, he's still sending them to her, but he's accidentally sending them to others as well on either group chains or, uh, you know, just mixing up numbers. So, uh, you know, Jeffrey loves seeing that both, you know, that spirit is alive in the kitchen as well, yeah. as well as in the bedroom for for uh, Jeffrey. If two people can be that into each other so. after however many years of marriage, I feel like that's <laughs> that's wonderful thing. Well, TC, exactly. TC, I don't exactly. want to keep you from so. your foot massage. Uh, please enjoy that great episode today. We'll we'll take any questions for next week. We'll we'll do kind of a chop session. But if you have any questions, get at us on Twitter, uh, even Instagram. We'll we'll pull some of the best questions. And uh, we'll we'll go from there. We're looking for off the wall. Anything's shit, in play. Right? Anything. We won't promise we'll answer yeah. all of them, but anything is in play. You can ask us anything. Amen. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who 